0: welcome to the generational fight club podcast where we have unfiltered debates on topics that drive generations absolutely nuts baby boomers gen xers millennials and gen z's welcome to the fight and with that ladies and gentlemen let the battle begin Welcome to another episode of Generational Fight Club Podcast. Uh, Today, we are talking about communication and how it differs between generations. Uh, The actual title of the episode is You, the Worst Communicator.
1: (laughs) I like how we left it as You, the Worst Communicator.
0: So before we start, really quick, let's just go through... um, each generation so that you know where you stand uh, generation boomer boomer generation they are from 1946 to 1964 the Gen Xers are 1965 to 1980 Millennials are 1980 to about 2000 and from then on are the Gen Z's which we also call the iGen so Let's get into it. You guys ready?
1: I think so. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm texting someone.
0: We have <laughs> we have Tom, who is a Gen Xer, and Brent, who is also a Gen Xer, and me. I'm a millennial, so obviously it's two against one, but I typically win a lot of these, so I'm feeling pretty good about this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tom, what's her name again? <laughs> uh, Kai. Heidi, yes. Claudia. Claudia.
0: So round one. What way does your generation prefer to communicate with others? Who wants to start? Tom?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'll start. Sure. Um, I think our generation hasn't figured this out yet because...
0: You don't say.
2: (laughs) You don't. I do. I'm going to say because I'm sure I'm going to get into a lot of pet peeves today. But one of them is you email a colleague or a friend and they respond to it with a phone call.
0: Yep. I hate that.
2: Um, Or you text someone and they don't text you back. They just say next time you see them, I figured I'd answer your question when I saw you next.
0: Like Like why? Why does that make sense? it doesn't exactly your generation sucks at communicating
2: i would ask you to reserve your judgment till (laughs) the end (laughs) and your applause but yeah so i prefer to communicate with on the same playing field every time
1: so whatever you initiate that's what you would like to have back
2: and i think i have a decent sense of like if it's immediate or if it's just quick and casual that's a text if it's this is going to require someone to sit down and think about it and maybe get back to me with a thoughtful response. That's a email mm-hmm. like an email shouldn't be responded to with a phone call. Like, no, but it happens all the time.
0: Oh, I you know? know. We all know.
2: <laughs> so I don't have a, one preferred way other than let's keep it consistent.
0: OK, Brent,
1: I would say I prefer email these days over um, text, but I agree with you. Text is something quick. But if I email, I would like to have an email back. But it depends on the audience now, because if I email, it depends on the age group, which I think we're going to get into in a little bit. If I email somebody in a certain age group, I'm never going to get an email back for days, e- e- days at a time. Which group what would that
0: age What age group?
1: I I don't want to you know point any fingers to any group in particular. The,
0: this is
3: the um, whole, um, whole point I, of the I'm, podcast. I don't
1: <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to call out. And I don't you know I don't want to say because I don't want to make them feel Just bad. Email it to me and I'll it's, see. It's millennials. <laughs> Millennials. Yeah. So here's the bad part about that though. If I send an email out to somebody who is a millennial and I'm saying, Hey, do you want to come in for a job interview? And I don't get an email back for eight or nine days, which is a true story and that's happened more than once I have to like assume that that generation got that email or they didn't check that email or why would I have somebody work here that doesn't understand how, because there's people who use email in business. So that's a really scary fact that certain generations either will just completely ignore it or they're not tied into it, but somehow expect Gen X and beyond to have a Facebook. Uh, what's the Facebook? Uh,
0: Message?
3: Me-
1: messenger. Mm-hmm. I've never signed up uh, willingly to have people send me messages on that, but I still get messages on that. Like they just assume that I'm going to be communicating there and on text and an email and on Instagram and all these. Other- I don't follow all those channels either so, so i don't know what i'm trying to say defend yourself
2: but. against this charge because this happens all the time someone will email a resume into me as an employer Uh huh. i'll respond maybe even within the hour mm-hmm. yeah this looks good why don't we set up a time to chat when are you available next week and two weeks go by and they don't even respond to the email that they initiated and they want the job from me
0: well, what's their damage my answer to that <laughs> is they're idiots
1: Millennials are idiots. No, Wonderful. that does not this apply. This was a short show.
0: Yep. Ugh, Thank that, you,
2: everyone. Please join us again. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> that does not apply to all millennials. Just like I'm sure you guys know Gen Xers, who you email, and they also don't email you back. Correct?
2: No, they email me back, but they forget to
1: reply to all, and the other six <laughs> people are left yeah. in the dark. <laughs> They'll reply. They just don't reply well. Okay, we. That's will... two completely different issues. <laughs> we'll... Don't try to throw Gen Xers into that.
0: We'll actually Bucket. get into email in round two because I do have follow up questions to what oh wow. is you like, were saying like earlier. But so actually, one quick question for you: You prefer that your friends
1: email you? Yes. Really? Yes. You just give well, out
0: your email to your <laughs> friends?
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, it depends on the That's audience because I I do no? get a lot no. of I get a lot of text messages from people.
0: Okay. Who you are
1: friends <laughs> to make it quick, quick? But there are a whole group of people that I would I would initiate contact through emails because the I, I like what Tom said. To me, a text is a quick thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't always write quick emails, which I think your generation is the thanks. I have 800 emails, you know, a week of people just going, "Yep, thanks, <laughs> will do." <laughs> Totally, unnecessary. that to me is text, right? But, but on the other side, I'm not going to send. If don't answer,
0: then you get pissed that I don't answer.
1: I so When do I get pissed that you don't answer from an email?
0: I'm saying I can, I will either answer back, thanks, or will do. And if that bothers you, doesn't it bother you more if I don't answer? Because then you don't even know if I got the email.
1: Yeah, depending on where the conversation
0: is going. ended, Sometimes it
1: doesn't, you don't need to have that last word. But I would also say our generation, really the generation in front of us, they write text messages that look like short novels, which I also (laughs) think should have been an email. So I don't like having text messages. I was in a text message this morning I don't that doesn't yeah. sound right I was in a test text, in a message. text message I was in a text message like a string b- this OG? morning with somebody and we started to talk and it got longer and longer and the responses and I thought this is probably better phone call or probably could have solved all of this and what an about
2: email. an in-office memorandum <laughs>
1: Can we? I just prefer facts from here on out.
2: <laughs> but you know what's funny? Go. I was just thinking about how I, you know, we solicit um, guest opinions on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I like did a call for um, callers on Facebook, and then somebody emailed me and said, "Yeah, I think I'd like to do that." So really, yeah. So um, I followed up. With an email. Mm-hmm. So here's the criteria. And
0: then they called you. He sent
2: me a Facebook message saying, <laughs> where do you want me to send this? And I said, reply to the email. And then he texted me and said, did you get it?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the prime example of how Gen Xers communicate.
1: But this is goes back to something we talked about a long time ago with all these different channels. We were not used to how fast the channels break out. So, again, with I've never said to anybody just contact me on Facebook Messenger. But I get that a lot and I don't look at it that often. So if they need something quick and I know they have my phone number and or my email and could text message or email or call yet they still use that channel. Mm-hmm. I don't watch that channel. I get stuff on uh, Instagram now and again. Not that you often. You get DMs? I get, is that DMs? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, now and again. I'm not using that. That's not something that I'm checking on a regular basis. And the technology, when it hit, for us, emails were amazing electronic mail. We were surprised that anybody was writing letters. Right. But God help? Oh, go ahead. But And then text text came even later for us, so we're not so great at text. So I think generational issues are going to get worse because you guys are used to having 57 ways to uh, talk to one Communicate.
2: another. Communicate, yeah. And we're
1: used to one or two that we still think is the appropriate way.
2: And God help you if you need to go find something that you're pretty sure somebody sent you. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea if it's an email, in Messenger, in Insta DMs, my Twitter DMs, you know, somebody texted it to me, whatever. It's like... Too it, much. Too much, yep.
0: So for millennials, I guess it, it started with just like you guys, you would just call people if you wanted to talk to them. That was basically the only way, or you saw them in person. Then I also did a lot of emails back and forth with my friends, but then AIM came around and that was like the start of instant messaging. Aim. that was
3: awesome.
0: And then it was text messaging, and then it's now it's social media. So I feel like the majority of my generation communicates Best through text message, but I do feel like some people are craving that like actual face to face or ear to ear interaction through phone calls or Facetime and things like that. Uh, but I have to say, some of my friends are just the worst text messengers. I will text them, they won't answer, and then I will the only way i can get a hold of them is if i instagram them or snapchat them i can send them like the nicest i can call them i can send them the nicest message i can send them a voice message no nothing they will literally only reply if it's on social media yeah, and,
1: and they're <laughs> same thing with those channels back and forth that get mixed all the time so you send an email you would expect an email response they're going off another channel because that's mm-hmm. the channel that they prefer which It's interesting that we're talking about what is the preference for communication. And for your generation, it seems to be ever-changing all the time across multiple channels. And to us, I don't think we necessarily have a preference other than to know if we send, if we initiate through an email, we would expect an email back. If I send a text, I would expect a text back. I don't want to send an email to get a phone call, and I don't want to text and get a uh, facts. I mean, it's like whatever the, the form still of still communication still still still. that started, it's like I've initiated a channel of convers uh, of communication for the conversation. Why are we not staying in that lane? And I think, again, our generation just can't keep up with yeah. how many things are going on. I don't have snap chat, chat. <laughs> snap champ, snap champ. So I, I don't think- have it. I don't use it. There's no reason for me to have it. None of my friends are No,
0: on it. please don't get one. That would be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> so I think we should listen to a clip from a Gen Z because she has a very different perspective on how she likes to communicate with people. And it's absolutely different from what any of us do. Right. Let's listen. Um, so my favorite way to talk to my friends and family is to use FaceTime because I can see them while I'm talking to them and get my point across more and that's just easy. But um, I think text is more for short little messages, something that they need to know about in like a week or they can just look back at it to remember things. And calling I only use for um, uh, calling my parents or something urgent. But it just, I don't really use it that much. And email, um, I really only use it for school. I never have had to use it before. But I think texting really is the easiest way for me to get something small to someone. And then FaceTime is an easy way for me to get like, a full conversation with someone. All right. So, round two, as if we haven't talked about this enough already, but let's actually talk more about email is your generation good at emailing
2: no matter who you are the answer is no yeah I think everyone that's true. <laughs> sucks at this the like we said the um, i think generations older than us still haven't figured out that there's a reply to all button <laughs> um, millennials think that if they send an email they're done for a while and they'll get back to it in a couple of weeks um we're constantly on email it seems and i think even our generation overuses email (laughs) i got a friend who shall remain nameless that will shoot me an email and say call me when you get a chance
0: oh my god
2: like you call me you had the chance (laughs) (laughs) so
1: or it's like the email and then you don't answer fast enough and then like when we're using the google chat and then google chat will pop up and then it's like (laughs) the (laughs) conversation every other every other conversation is like i'm on the the chat but that now there's something else on the email and so like you're having the same conversation with the same person in two different channels saying the exact same thing
0: yeah i think there's so much immediacy now like you if you don't respond fast enough like for me it gives me anxiety to not respond to an email and to actually sit there and wait unless i'm just mad at the person and don't want to answer the email but i think you we want answers so quickly from people. So if they're not responding That's fast a good enough, point.
2: we're conditioned by the other modes of communication to expect instant response,
0: right from email,
2: from uh, from a medium that probably wasn't ever intended to be instant. Instant. it was more instant than regular mail, like we said back in the day. But Letters, now yeah. it's like I send an email just to kind of get a place in that recipient's inbox. I don't necessarily have to have a response right away. If I do, then I'm going to use some other method to get mm-hmm. a hold of them.
1: And I think we were trained from the the creation of email, but we were used to letter format. And I know the boomer generation even does, I, I said this in the social... They'll still write like Facebook messages that look like a letter because that's the, that's what they're used to doing for <laughs> communication. Literally, that was proper. I mean, it's proper, and so sometimes it starts out, "Dear
2: Brent."
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, <laughs> or my,
0: my grandpa, he's on WhatsApp because he's cool.
2: No, it's because he's in another country. He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he'll send like three paragraph long messages, and then sign it at the bottom. Grandpa, <laughs> in case like, you don't know who it's from. As if I didn't know.
2: Yeah, does he do PS's like I don't know why in electronic no. formats we're still doing PS's. I know. Right. <laughs> um, I still do
0: PS.
1: But you could have put you just put move your cursor up and keep typing.
0: Yeah, but it looks
1: cute. It's oh, so a hashtag. Email format goes back and forth because I'm still used to writing. When I write an email, there should be I think there's etiquette to it. There should it should still look like right. a letter to some degree. That's a generational thing, too, because I'll get from another generation. The emails don't they look. They should have probably been text message. They have the same kind of crappy format that a text message, which is supposed to be a one off, not a letter. And I'm sure the boomers are even worse mm-hmm. that they're used up for them. It's like being on a typewriter.
2: They probably indent and put the date all the way to the right of you know January. 9th, yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you referring to people emailing? incorrectly in the work environment or in your personal since you actually email people? So <laughs>
1: email I would say burn. both. Okay. So I think especially in business, and this is something yeah. good for the millennial generation who we can't say are young people anymore. They've been in the workforce for a long time. The mm-hmm. oldest of you are what, in the mid-30s now? Yeah. There is a uh, maybe an unspoken etiquette for people older that look at that as being um, not appropriate to send something that doesn't say, you know, hi, Tom, comma, space, here's the body of the paragraphs instead of just like, Hey man, what's going on? You know, call me a little bit later to me, that's very informal, but I see that more and more through business, but a older generation would never do that. We tend in business, we tend to be much more professional when we're writing an email and in the responses and your generation tends not to be that because you haven't really been trained on that formal letter writing system so i'm not saying one is good or the other i'm just saying it does it's a detriment to your generation to not understand that you guys the way you communicate is the way that everybody thinks is the appropriate way to communicate and whether we're saying that to you directly or not i'm sure that there are people getting emails or not responding to emails that have greatly caused us to form an opinion of that person mm-hmm. again like if I say yes do you want to come in for an interview and I don't hear anything for six days the chance of them being hired now is very very small they better really be impressive during the interview if we even accepted it at that point yeah I don't yep. even know if we
2: take the interview no
0: it Unless, because and it I shows that. Right?
2: I, and there's never an explanation it's just oh yeah sorry I don't check my emails that often I know. Like, I hate well you that. should because you're sending out resumes or like really? you always say,
1: I'm sorry, I'm on vacation and I have limited access to email. No, oh you don't. Oh my
0: God, who has limited access What are you to in email? the,
1: you're somewhere in the jungle and you don't have Wi-Fi? You have a phone. Yeah, that jig is up, people. You cannot
2: say I have very limited access to email. Come on. You're, look, you're First of all, you're on up. your phone constantly because we see you posting on Facebook. Just be honest yeah. and say.
1: <laughs> just be honest and say I don't want to answer your emails while I'm right. on vacation. Yeah, I'm on yeah. a vacation. Yeah. i
2: don't work while I'm on vacation. I would respect that more. But real quick, I wanted to go back to email. Do you sign? I want to ask you both, starting with the Gen Xer. Do you sign your name at the end of your
1: email? Always. Brent?
2: I well, I have. It's built in. So, you don't sign, you don't put Brent, you just let the signature be your signature? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I get that too.
0: People
3: well, sign, oh, I I sign. I always sign. my name. I
2: do. I put my name, Tom, and then below that is the formal yeah. signature. Do you? You're yeah. a millennial.
0: I always say thanks, comma, Claudia.
1: <laughs> but, and then your signature? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I
0: don't like just leaving, I think that's like cold. I and do too. Ugly. I think it's got to be a little. <laughs> so,
1: the built in signature feature <laughs> is... that is supposed to sign it for you is cold? Yeah, I well, look at it's that really, as more like a little electronic
2: business card at the
1: bottom. Yeah, like, just, like hey, this, this is really?
2: my
0: contact like, information <laughs> if you need to call me, which you shouldn't, after you get this email.
1: Oh, uh, Maybe, maybe we're, we should take the phone off. Off. number
2: off yeah. our emails.
1: Maybe at the end of our signature, instead of putting our names, since you guys are going to sign anyway, say, preferred method of response, email, because I sent it in an email. I'll, I'm going to start doing that you in text might messaging. You have to.
2: You, you know should. what, but... I think this was actually even worse when email became like the dominant form of communication in the workplace, which it still is. But I mean, before text and everything else, it was everything was done via email. So there was the old joke that, you know, I just spent three hours in a meeting that should have been an email
0: mm-hmm.
2: to get back to my desk to read a 10 paragraph email that should have been a meeting. Right. So much work tried to happen over the email. You would get a six paragraph thing and you're like... I- this is going to take me three hours just to respond to this email. Why can't we just have a conversation? And I think that still happens today. Do you guys get that a lot? Where you're like, this is not appropriate for email. It's too long or it's, I can't answer it quickly. Or- I, yeah. I feel like
1: I'm forced to do that more and more. Uh, not necessarily in business, but with other groups that I am involved with and manage the other classes I teach. I don't always have everybody around at the same time. So if I have four or five students in one area of a dozen somewhere else, and I have a lot that I have to get out and say, I have to write these super long, like short novel emails to be able to make the communication because I can't get 20 people on the phone. I won't see 20 people at the same time.
2: Well, that and case, I, tend I would say to that's not, an appropriate use of email then. Could
1: be, right. And, but unfortunately, by the time I, I get to do that, it seems like it's so long. I wonder how many people are actually reading it anyway, well, because it's a it's a information dump. So I'm trying to get more frequent with less information, but sometimes it's just, it's necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like email can go either way. and. I'm honestly surprised because I prefer, I think, more than you guys to just call someone and ask them what I need to ask them rather than waiting for them to email. But again, that's part of the immediacy.
1: That's a good thing that we haven't even brought up because I hate talking on the phone now. And I'm wondering if that's a personality trait that maybe
2: you and I share as right brainers and not necessarily because of our age group because a lot of people in my age group that I would consider more left brainers like people in sales mm-hmm. like I will never get a text an email back any sort of digital communications back from anyone who's in sales they will call me yeah always.
0: well that's annoying
2: yeah it is it is kind of annoying but yeah. I think either they're trained to do that or they're just naturally wired to be more comfortable with that form of communication whereas I think the creative types, and I'm overgeneralizing, but we kind of like to be left alone with our thoughts and not being interrupted and
1: time, we don't crave interaction. Yeah, time, time management, too. Yeah. I want to be able to respond when I have time to respond. So I sometimes when people call, I'm like, what do you want? And calling? I want
0: <laughs> a response no matter what time
2: it is. Right. So. You guys are
1: used to, <laughs> so, like, quick, quick. I, like, I, when I get a phone call,
2: I'm like, something's wrong. Like so the other day I got a phone call and I recognized the caller ID and I'm like oh what fresh hell is this and I didn't even realize I said it and my wife starts cracking up she's like fresh hell who is that and like, oh it's a client <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what fresh hell is this but it gets to be like a phone call to me is it sounds funny because we grew up with nothing but phones but we also kind of knew if the phone rang, it was not my phone. It was the house phone. Yeah. This is my direct line. I've had it forever. So if somebody's calling me direct. So one aspect is I almost never answer my phone. It almost always goes to email. So if you were to try it. Well, to if, email. I mean, if you call, if you both called me, I would know it was you because I have your number on here. But uh-huh. I get so many spam calls these days. Oh, which yeah. Is
3: right.
1: Completely made that form of communication. Uh, not viable for me because Mm -hmm. I I have to look at my log to say 90% of the time my phone rings it is somebody it's spam it has nothing to do we never call each other interestingly
2: we have you know a a chat
1: on text and we Mm -hmm. have our base camp
2: that we communicate through but I would I can't imagine a time when I would need to call either one of
1: you it's rare
2: Unless yeah. I leave something at the office and I always used to call Which... you and said, can you unplug
1: that thing and put it away for
2: <laughs> me? <laughs> always. Sometimes
1: we'll jump on calls if we're out of the office. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's just practical, but.
0: But it's... I, ra- I mean, I rather, if I have a lot to talk about, I rather just jump on the phone rather than sending you guys a long email or a long text message.
1: Yeah, right? I, I agree.
0: And I think we have a millennial perspective on email, too, and it's completely different than, well, it's similar to what I'm saying, but it's different from what most millennials think.
1: Oh, yeah, I love talking on the phone, definitely. If I have to talk anything more than just a quick answer, give me a call and I'll talk for 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you want. But I will not call to order pizza. I will order online in a minute. I can't stand calling. If I'm in a hotel, I do not want to call down to the front desk and ask for more towels. I don't want to ask for more toilet paper. If there was an online system for that, oh my gosh, I would stay in that hotel every time.
0: All right, round three. This one's good. What bothers you most about the way other generations use technology to communicate? I think we've touched on this a little, but I would love to get the rants out.
1: Oh, thank you. We've already been <laughs> ranting.
0: All right. I'll start. I... uh, I hate... That was a
2: millennial uh, thing. yeah. Oh, my God. You can't even, probably. I can't, well, can you even?
0: I can't even with how Gen Xers text. Because what? there is zero emotion put into it
1: no you mean emojis (laughs) (laughs) yes can we clarify that emotion and emojis is not the same thing
0: no 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 okay wait
1: i know we need more exclamation points Yes. if it's less than six it's not exciting uh, everything
0: oh my god to be an
3: exclamation
0: let me speak you're (laughs) Dog (laughs) died. Why are we? You always bring up dogs in this podcast. You always. In a dark way, though. It always (laughs) goes
1: so dark so fast. All right, go ahead, Claudia.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Just text it. We'll just move on. Okay,
0: I'll just text you guys. So I will text someone in your generation, and it'll be very like, Exciting and emotional <laughs> and emojis <laughs> and exclamation points. Yes, you're correct about that. And then I'll get back like a okay, or <laughs> KK, or yeah, and that's it. And I'm like, well, what? Do you, how do you feel about what I'm saying? If all you're saying, you're giving me like a two-letter response.
1: They need the feelings yep. and the response. Well, because if so this, this is, is well way, beyond communication. Wait, In some oh. ways, this gets yeah. to the art of communication.
0: Because if this is the way that I'm going to co- choose to communicate with you, and I'm not going to call you and hear your emotion on the phone.
2: Gen X doesn't care about your feelings. Uh,
0: they I know. don't. You guys don't so care I, about anything. I'm gonna, You're emotionless. This is emotionless. Claudia. I,
1: I'm going to show this. This is what she's talking about. Because this is a text from Claudia yesterday <laughs> at 847 AM with a picture of her swinging from a bell that says good it's morning. It's
0: a bit moji, A, good a bitmoji, bitmoji of her swinging
1: from a bell <laughs> saying good morning and i said kk
0: basically
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm not going to say what i said cuz it's yeah. but something uh, that we you use know there's to... i said
2: it in jest but there's something serious to the point that gen x doesn't like rely on their phones for fulfillment and validation it's just yeah, utilitarian to us you guys do though cuz yeah. so, right, whether yeah. it's on text or it's on social or whatever you're constantly looking at that, that device trying to get some sort of positive stimulus and we're just not i think we look at it as as an annoyance and a necessary evil.
0: Well, because that's our main form of communicating with people. We communicate less with people in person these days. So we're trying to get... That's
2: going to work out well.
0: Yeah, we're trying to get all of our connections within the... Literally within our phone. And validation's
1: big. I mean, I think that's an important point. You had that uh, funny comic you sent us the other day that I think we posted on our Facebook page about... You know, having to have this constant positive feedback all the time, Mm -hmm. which becomes a lot of jokes between generations. But I think there's there's a lot of real, you know, real meat to that, that your generation is constantly looking for everything you do has to be put up on the fridge. And our generation is not (laughs) like that at all. So when our generation is talking to your generation, you're not getting what you want from us because we're not built to pat you on the back every time you send a text or print it out or <laughs> stick it up. But your generation was raised to do that. Again, yeah. and you can't, I, I don't know if I have said this yet, but we we can make fun of their generation all we want, but cool. we raised them. You so created, we created this generation. Them, much like the boomers created us mm-hmm. to be completely cynical in everything that we do. So it's not their fault that they are the way that they are. They could overcome it and be better. But um,
0: how cause... so? I mean, the, but what is, I mean, I understand your argument but why wouldn't you just take some time to respond back with a little bit of emotion if this is our main form of communication about a certain topic?
1: Just because we don't. Because we don't.
0: Because you suck at communicating. <laughs> well, I think you're
1: saying, awesome. why are we why are we not communicating with more emotion? But for the most part, there's no emotion to be. You don't communi- feel anything? Well, it depends like on when what it is. I'm feeling in the 80s. It there was a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> we gave... We gave it our all in that and we're done now. You're done. Right. Your right. emotions are out. Well, I mean, if if Tom sends me a text and says this dog dot, I don't just say KK. I mean, you know. Well, like but I'm you gonna... say
0: so sorry to hear that period. That is not poop emotional. emoji. Poop emoji. <laughs> That's a pile
2: of poop. <laughs> <laughs> Smiley poop.
0: All right, Tom, what bothers you the most about. How other generations communicate?
2: Um, I would say that millennials, Let's start with millennials. Mm-hmm. That they're constantly doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You go into a party, or you go to a cafe, and you've got six young ladies, maybe, sitting around a phone or around a table, and they're all on their phones, <laughs> chatting with somebody else.
3: <laughs> it's like,
2: why? And you just said earlier, you know, we're not that great at communicating face to face. Well, you don't even try. I mean, you see That's how true. often do you see they see a bunch of kids together? There's memes all over the interweb too about you know showing these group together you know watching a game they're all on the couch nobody's watching the game nobody's talking and they're all on their phone mm-hmm. so that really bothers me is that it's constantly and I'm trying to get my own kids who are Gen Z to not do that but I can see the the temptation is there because they're addicted to their devices too um and then the opposite is true of older generations boomers and um even older like my parents who are in their 80s is They never do it So you can send a text For a quick question Or I'll My mom won't listen To this podcast right So (laughs) you know Mom just confirming That we're going to be over there At five o'clock For dinner tomorrow night Nothing 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 nothing. But she'll call me That next day And say just confirming That you'll be over today (laughs) At five That's not a good imitation She sounds better than that So they they are horrible at it So it's like Once again The millennial Or the Gen X Is right in the middle the perfect happy medium We do it Perfectly.
0: Oh, really? You do it perfectly, Brent.
1: I don't know if I can agree with that. This is a fight. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I don't, I don't know if that generation is addicted to their phones in that form of communication. I think we see it that way. I think that's just how they communicate, and we're not comfortable with that. So we look at it as like, you guys are just addicted to your phones, but that's how all of your friends are talking Mm -hmm. and communicating. So if one decides to not do that, it would be the same thing if we were at a party back when we were young, spry people. And you stood in a corner and you didn't say anything to anybody the whole time because you just felt like parties were the wrong way to communicate. And they're addicted to talking at parties. I mean, I think we have to change the way that we view their usage. But I think, in,
2: I think I think you're right, <clears throat> but my counter-argument would be... We shouldn't be fighting with each other, by the way. We should be
1: beating up no, on No, you guys should definitely no, we're right gonna. I'm other. sure we'll get back the to really hammer her at the end of oh, good, this good, one. Good, so good, just good. set it up. Keep throwing but that I up there. I think
2: there is an inherent value judgment when we look at millennials and say that's all they do is talk on their phone that is actually based in some truth and some validity because I think if that is the only way you communicate... We've talked about it before, is that we're going to lose the personal connection that, you know, that results from face to face or ear to ear, like you said. So everyone's becoming, even in social environments, they're being antisocial because they're on social media. It's so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I, I get your point to where if you're with someone live, like you're with them in person, you shouldn't be on your phone. And that does detract from... You know, you're the experience that you're having with that person. But I also agree with Brent because if we don't have our phones and we that's literally I would have lost so many friendships over the years because we just wouldn't communicate at all. And it's easier to just text someone or Snapchat them. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be volunteering,
1: you're volunteering to remove yourself from that connection. Right. And that breaks that connection. Just to loop all the way back around, now that I thought of this again, when you're talking about emotion, I would say I can't read emotion through email and text message. I really,
0: think it, you, even mine that are filled with emojis yours. and exclamation points. <laughs>
2: it <laughs> has Maybe to be it's the because we don't bitmoji. Then we know how you. <laughs> we
1: don't know what the emojis stand for. That's probably oh. part of it. But but it's be- hard to read emotion in something that's written as an email. So you, there may be emotion in the response but we're not communicating that way because i don't feel it's I, like i if i wanted to have a conversation with somebody i get more by talking to them or being face to face with them because i can read body language and i can understand their tone
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you know a lot of uh problems have happened when somebody sends uh, especially in business or somebody will send an email and it sounds very uh, inappropriate or aggressive and it's not meant to be that way it's just people read emotion into things that don't always have emotion. And that form of communication, I think, can fall prey to that uh, misreading intent. It's a lot different if you're talking to somebody, if they're very calm and they're talking in a very normal voice. and But if somebody's very aggressive in the tone of the way that they're talking, you can read a lot different in the way somebody you is speaking do, to you. You just
2: do all caps. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I think that's exactly right because I think – via the text medium, mm-hmm. there's maybe three or four available emotions. There's I'm super happy, I'm super mad, I'm c- kind of sad, or just blank. Blah. But in person, there's all kinds of nuance. There's maybe you know full spectrum in there. Yeah. Um, it's just easier to detect. So I think going back to why our generation doesn't do it is because we don't want to inflect emotion that might be misinterpreted.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, because back in the like olden days... People used to write letters to each other to show emotion and like convey their feelings. Right. And
1: and when you're writing pen on paper mm-hmm. and you can't backspace.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. You had
1: to really think through. <laughs> and it's funny generational. Uh, and we've been talking about Gen X and, and millennial. But the baby boomers have uh, us completely beat all generations on one thing. And that's handwriting. I have people that write. Still, I still will get like cards and stuff from mm-hmm. people of an older generation that I am blown away of how beautiful their writing is. I can't read my own writing when I you know, write on a board or I scribble something I'm so used to. Even though we were trained that way, it happened earlier enough that we've been using, you know, we've been typing long enough that we kind of have lost that skill. Their generation hasn't because that was the form of communication. Their writing is beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's beautiful. And very a lot of elegant. it's very,
1: you know, talk about emotion. It's so well thought out and it's expressed really well because that was what they were used to being able to do. And I think it's slower and a little bit more mindful. And That's true. So when you can just bang something out on a keyboard, you don't spend that much time on it.
0: So I think we have a Gen Xer for this round who hates the way other generations use text message. So let's hear about that.
3: I text a lot, but I like the fact that, well, I don't like the fact that you send a text message, you know the person got it. They say, oh, I didn't get it. You know you got it. You got the text message. Just text me back. That's my irritation. I think that's probably, I don't know if, I don't know if you and your generation, you're quick to respond to text messages, but I'm used to like quick response. Like if I'm going to text someone, text me back. I know you got it. You might be busy. I get it. Give it a few minutes, but don't tell me two hours later you didn't get my text message.
0: Round four. This one will be fun and short and sweet. I think what's the best way to get a hold of you in a hurry?
2: Um, I, I know what it is, but apparently no one else in my life does (laughs) (laughs) text text. Yeah. Super simple. It's, it's one of the few notifications I still allow to make a noise and hit my lock screen and all that stuff on my phone, everything else I've turned off. But I have a friend who, even though I've, like you were saying earlier, Brent, I, I hate Facebook messenger. I'll do it if I'm on Facebook and I see somebody else is on it too. It's like, Hey, what's up? He'll, I don't have that notification to even make a noise or even hit my home screen. So he'll send me something that he wants a quick answer to to my Facebook Messenger and I won't get it for six days. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, like the millennial not responding to an email. So, but text is super easy, right? You know, the person got it, like our person just said, right? You know, you got it. You know, it's even delivered. You know, Even they do the little thing to show you when somebody's replying. So, text is easy. Phone call would seem like it's easy, but I'm kind of like Brent too, where depending on what the caller ID says, I may or may not answer it, or depending on what I'm doing at the time. So, text, then phone, then an email, I guess.
0: For me, it's phone because, well, because a text message I can ignore. A phone call, if some, I can also ignore, but if somebody is calling me that usually means they need something from me pretty quickly so I'll answer that more like more than just answering back a text message
2: Yep, and you know I said the people in my life don't get it either remember what I said about the guy who emails me and says call me when you get a chance
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's something different that's just wrong
2: (laughs) is that guy afraid to call me
0: I think so he's afraid to make the move
1: I've probably trained people because I'm always like, what are you calling me for? Why didn't you email me first to set up this phone call? Your poor wife.
0: So email is the best way to get a hold of you in a hurry? <laughs>
1: in some ways. Don't you have to like log on with your modem and stuff? Actually, <laughs> so in some ways email is. And what? I've even said to people, but it, again, it's trained behavior because of how often my phone rings for the wrong reason mm-hmm. that I'm more apt to ignore a phone call. and say what Unless it's somebody that I know, you know, so I have people that will show up on caller id so if i see their name then i will be more apt to answer Mm -hmm. but a random number that comes in will most likely go to voicemail so what
2: about nancy though if she needs to get a hold of you
1: quickly text 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 i'm like you to me yeah. this is going to be a real big throwback do you remember when we had phones that had the built-in walkie talkie thing oh, those oh next yeah tells, those,
2: we had those? those
1: come back did you have those yeah to me that was immediate and i for some reason think of text messaging like a walkie talkie more than i think about it right. as a short form of email if somebody was like you know hits the button and you hear them that's immediate. You're in a live conversation, and you could just do short bursts. That's do you ever what...
0: use the voice record function in text?
1: There's a voice record function.
0: <laughs> oh my no, god! You still gotta
2: send it anyway, <laughs> and then that person's gotta listen to it. But this walkie-talkie thing, which yeah. you remember, right? Yeah. I still don't understand why that can't come back. That I think that is so cool. Yeah, that actually. And I was never had really one, cool. but like a few friends of mine did, and they were always constantly, hey, you know, they could be miles and miles away. Yeah, yeah.
0: that was cool so let's think so boomers what would be the best way to to get a hold of them in a hurry probably fax
1: probably <laughs> telegram telegram <laughs> yeah um Dad, go and show stop. up at
0: their
2: door carrier yeah. pigeon what do they call those flags maybe the the semaphore flags <laughs>
1: <laughs> skywriting
0: skywriting S-
1: smoke signals whatever it is it's
2: got to be huge
1: type because they yep. can't see anything they can't hear anything. we should go back to the days of telegrams where like somebody would run on Mr. Nixon, I've got stop. a message for you. Tom, stop. stop. I need you for a meeting. Stop. L O L stop. Stop. stop.
0: <laughs> that would be hilarious. Okay, but really, boomers. How do you get a hold of your parents in a hurry?
2: I fire up the C B radio. Breaker, <laughs> sure. breaker. Um, I'd say phone call. Phone, yeah.
0: Gen X, text. Yep. Millennials. Sounds I like don't some know. of your
2: friends it has to be social.
0: It has to be social. I don't know. I think it's so many things for our generation because we have so many options. For me, it's a phone call, other people text, other people social.
1: Does
2: and there, what
0: about Gen Z? What about your kids?
2: Um, interestingly enough, I see them spend more time on real time face to face communication, specifically FaceTime. Yeah, like um, Jillian said earlier. Right, exactly, and um, my son who's 14, he gets, I'm trying to think if he's doing FaceTime or Skype, but he's got a cousin in Canada, and they'll spend hours on the, whatever it is, Skype or FaceTime, talking, working on music together, and they still text, but not as, I I don't think as much. For my daughter, that's speaking for one specific person, so I know it's not a it, you can't generalize, but she'll use a text to set up a Facetime, and that's <laughs> it, right? That's so, so cute. can you talk right now? And so then they'll get on the phone. So,
1: and Facetime's funny that we haven't a, like jumped on that because when we were growing up, that was so the future, like Jetsons. to have yeah to have a phone that had a, a you know video on it. Right, um, we were waiting for I'm that Dick for Tracy two way radio, you know, TV watch, yeah. and now we have it, and we don't want to use it. <laughs> we even had. Tom and I were on a uh, business uh, call uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were using Google Hangouts Uh, which was funny because I don't allow my camera to turn on, but Tom did.
3: Mm -hmm. So
1: I could see Tom go get a sandwich in the middle of the meeting. (laughs) Coffee. And and I think your kids came home and were like yelling in the back and like slamming doors and stuff. And at some point you turned your camera off and went on mute. Yep. So maybe that's why we don't like to use the video as it's too much of a window into our lives. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And plus if you you ever turn,
2: Turn on Facebook and you get a quick glimpse. Of, or I'm sorry, FaceTime. You get a quick glimpse of what face your Facebook. face looks like when you're looking <laughs> down. Right? The phone. It's like no, no one can see me right now.
0: I definitely lo- like to FaceTime with friends who I haven't talked to in a long time, and just want to get who don't live here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my mom, I FaceTime her a lot.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. But for our generation, FaceTime adds 35 pounds. <laughs> Your
0: generation doesn't seem to have that not yet
1: all right round
0: five this is our last round and now we're gonna get into brands and how they communicate with us so how do you guys prefer that brands communicate with you through email through social media through the mail
2: mine could be summed up in four words mind your own business no mind (laughs) your own business in other words i don't mind like i follow some brands because maybe i want to get a discount or whatever but i don't need to be have brand forward all in my face all the time with and i'm sure your generation is different but Mm -hmm. you know all this crap about branded content and you know it's just it's annoying to me but what i do is so i follow on twitter i follow pet supplies plus which is going to go back to my dogs And so every weekend when I'm going to the pet store, I'll go through their Twitter feed and look for the $5 off coupon that I know they tweet out every Friday. So it's like, I want it, but I want it on my terms. Mm -hmm. So mind your own business until I'm ready to come communicate with you. Then Maybe that's just the cynic in me or maybe that's just
0: the cynic in Gen X. You guys are so cynical. But we're also
1: being in the business, I think, makes us 10 times more cynical and, um, You know, being so long in a career where people are trying to pitch and sell you things. And I mean, that's our world and branded content. I mean, we're as responsible for telling people that they should be trying to engage with people. I think there's a line, though, to your point. There's it was one thing to be able to have an experience with a brand that you identified with. Now, everybody wants you to identify with their brand, and it becomes irritating because it's overdone all the time. Mm -hmm. They're always trying to get you to, you know, and there's brands that I really like that I've had to stop watching because I don't need an email from you twice a day or three times a day or even some of the other bigger brands. Um, We've brought up um, the store we used to shop in uh, before. And so every time I'm there, they ask for my email or something. And it's not just from them. It's from them and the gap and something. Athleta. And, uh, I, I yeah. get put on a list, so I don't give it out to anybody anymore because I don't want to be bombarded by everything that they have. I'll pay attention to your point when I want to. Yep.
0: I think everybody hates branded emails. I think that's probably the worst way to communicate with people unless you have some special... One-time coupon and you hit the right fan who absolutely loves your stuff and wants to buy from you.
2: Great point. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. So I got, because I use Unroll Me, un- uh-huh. Unrolled At Me, all of that junk goes into my thing. And I look at it once a day to see if there's anything interesting. But um, one of my favorite restaurants, you guys will laugh because it's Buffalo Wild Wings. No, oh, of course. You know, I like Buffalo anything. He, like,
0: he puts Buffalo on everything.
2: Except for Buffalo's. <laughs> <laughs> I put ketchup and mustard on Buffalo burgers. Oh, of course so um, but I get it and it's like I don't even look at it I see the little black and yellow logo don't even look at it but once a year on my birthday maybe I'm just cheap now that I think about it <laughs> once a year they'll send me the hey happy birthday here's uh, free stack wings or whatever and I again that's value to me so I pay attention to it um, yeah I just come across really cheap in this podcast can we yep. start over
0: nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is Tom
1: Tom left
2: There's a sale at pennies.
1: Certain brands though, I I have to disagree with the branded emails. Really? Going back to email is obviously (laughs) my form of communication. (laughs) I would rather have uh, an email from a brand that I follow that doesn't do it that often. So the ones that I don't delete, I maybe get once a month and I will look at it and I have click through on things. If it's a list of things that are new you know, from a, a brand, a store, something that's more just announcement information that I may find interesting. I don't need to be bombarded daily with every piece that they have, but more of that summary every now and then, there's only a few that I haven't, you know, not unsubscribed to. Who? Um, Dark Horse's comic book place once a month they put out a list of the latest comic books that have come out that's interesting to me i like to see what titles are out or what's new or if there's something i follow that's interesting and
0: that's that's really specific to you that's exactly why. but it's
1: also the right i think for our
2: generation that's the right frequency once a month but we're, we're getting stuff i don't even know why you haven't unsubscribed yet because i don't shop there anymore but i get banana republic at least once a day oh yeah 40 percent sale every yeah. single day every you day can stop telling me that <laughs> i know and I know I could walk into the store on any given
1: day and get 40% off. Mm-hmm. So it's just annoying. And text messages are the same. I get crazy random text messages that irritate me. You know, I don't want to buy your stupid Ray-Bans that are on sale. Do you guys get those <laughs> I as well? Get
0: those, yeah.
1: Like, how'd you even get my phone number? That's that To me, scam. that is an absolute violation of my <laughs> privacy if somebody's going to text message a sale thing to me.
0: Yeah, you're... Um, cell phone number is in your email signature.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> probably emails. why. He probably emailed Ray-Ban and
2: said, Dear <laughs> Sir or Madam,
1: <laughs> I wish to discontinue
0: this. Best regards,
2: Brent Eastman. Dear I sent him a Eastman.
1: telegram. Dear Ray-Ban, stop. P.S. Do you have sales? Stop.
2: P.S. Love the new aviators. <laughs> stop. Yeah. But then your generation, which is just so baffling to me, and I bet a boomer like can't even understand it. You guys seem to like quote-unquote authentic engagement with with the brands that you follow like
0: you crave it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do hashtag
1: content when he says quote unquote (laughs) he means stupid
0: (laughs) yeah i know i got that but true i yeah we i think our generation doesn't mind hearing from brands on social media if it's content that
2: Hashtag content.
0: Hashtag content that blends into things that we are already interested in, which is what happens because that's how the algorithm works. But um, I hate when brands email me unless it's um, like there's this one brand that I like to do all of their workouts and I like to know what sort of challenges they have coming up or if they have any sales on their equipment. That's something that I – won't delete or I'll look at it and I'll actually click through. And another one is um, this lifestyle wellness online magazine because I really like to read all of their articles. So when those two come through, I don't delete them right away.
1: We're all saying kind of the same thing, which is if it's relevant content to what we feel like paying attention to, we like it.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. If
1: it's not relevant to what we want to pay attention to in that moment, we think it's Irritating and stupid. Yeah, and I my think- question is: How do you know if you have ten thousand people that are interested in your brand? How do you know when a thousand of them care, and the other nine thousand? I do the math right. Nine thousand don't. <laughs> we don't do math here. Other, other than <laughs> that's actually it's good. We're not mathematicians. But how do you know other than? constantly pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, because again, we're only going to pay attention to what makes sense to us in that moment and say, that's great. And most of the time it's not. But when you think it sucks, probably other people think it's great. So
2: right, I think the reality is, and this is I think what we would tell our clients is that you almost these days have to do all of it Mm -hmm. because you don't know the answer to that question and let the person on the receiving end set their own preference. They're going to unsubscribe from the email and maybe follow you on Insta. Mm but you better be on Insta. Yeah. Because if they're going to unsubscribe and they're going to go to Insta, you better be there. So I think brands have to be kind of everywhere. Um, I guess it depends. Unless their market is targeted. Yeah, right?
0: I was going to say, unless they're if you're selling depends Gen undergarments, Xers or boomers, then right. you don't have to necessarily be on social media. But I think for us, definitely... Social media is the best way because you can easily ignore it without having to delete anything. You can just scroll right past through it. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to pay attention, it's an easy click through to their website or whatever. So millennials, social media, Gen Xers, don't bother them. Boomers, they have no idea what's going on.
1: Well, I'd say boomers are still getting a lot of mail.
0: Oh, true. I forgot about so mail. So <laughs> we,
1: we've not even talked, I mean, even with having letters and stuff, I yeah. mean, getting a letter is pretty rare for me these days um, which not it's to, so special I, I to throw my parents, uh, It is nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I threw my parents under the bus on the social media thing, but, um, <laughs> you know, my dad said he, he read something and he was going to send me the article and I was waiting for an email. And then <laughs> five days later, he you. literally cut it out and sent it to me, which <laughs> in some ways wh- I, Did he print I, it I actually read it stuff? probably more so than had he had sent me a link. Cause to me, that's very disposable, but yeah. I mean, I don't get a lot of handwritten letters it's very rare but i think their generation way more so would get a letter and we'll still look at catalogs we used to look at catalogs too yeah. before you know in the dark days before the internet was invented yeah we when, used to
0: buy magazines and look at catalogs right. but now it's like anything that isn't coming from like the bank or a friend or a wedding invitation it's going right. in
1: the garbage and even the bank and some other things have all gone true it's really credit
0: cards oh right. every day you get
2: Uh, Did we ever get any mail from Comcast, by the way? oh, never, never. I
1: wish Comcast, I don't want to say this because it'll just wish it upon us. So we did this, (laughs) so people know what we're talking about. Comcast Business, who um, we're not fans of, uh, Comcast in general. I think personally we've all had some issues with Comcast in the past, but when we started this business, Comcast Business sent us a card Every week, every two, three days. We oh, at least every two, three days. I we think kept we get one them. every day. Yeah, we kept the direct mail for a period of what about eighteen months? Yeah, um, and took a picture of it way back, but it was literally. <laughs> I mean, it we talk about way
2: back too to take the get it all in. Talk mm-hmm.
1: about waste. I mean, we're yeah. never going to buy their service, and they never stopped, and it yeah. became almost like a running joke of how hard they were trying.
0: So how do you guys think brands will need to communicate with Gen Z? Because I know you make fun of our generation for wanting authentic interactions <laughs> with brands,
1: that, that emotional verification. So do you like that? The How the brands speak to you emotionally?
0: Yeah, I love it. I love when they tell me their story and what they're Exclamation all about.
1: Points. Do they use and a lot of anything?
0: emojis and email subjects with emojis in them? <laughs> love it.
2: <laughs> That's a good
1: question. Gen Z. Hmm.
0: Cause i think they're gonna crave it even more than we do because they they're gonna s- sense through the bs
1: i think it'll be a blowback opposite i mean if i had to predict how like that generation
0: hear from anybody like you guys
1: yeah i think they're i think gen z is already starting to show a lot more cynicism to advertising much like our generation and unlike your generation. I think your generation is a lot more like, well, we always say this, echo boomers. I think Gen Z is gonna be echo Gen Xers. Probably. I think they're gonna be Uh. much, because we're already feeling it now, that there's this massive rise of over communication. So being able to understand that it's too much, and when it becomes too much, it's hard to pay attention to any of it, and so they just completely disengage from it.
2: You know what though, and I think you're right, because I think, um, at least the Gen Z's that are in my household, when we go back to our podcast on social media, they don't use social media, at least not yet, to communicate with their friends or hang out with their friends. They do it to consume content. So they're on YouTube or I even have um, my son who's 14 wants to listen to podcasts. So that's how they're using Technology now so I think for them it's going to be less about getting in their feed and more about getting in front of the content that they consume so so it'll be more
0: through influencers like what we were talking about or
2: just buying spot like for example here and now today if you buy a spot on the um, Good Mythical Morning YouTube program you're going to reach millions and millions of Gen I Z's. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's more traditional, kind of. The traditional
1: mindset is go where the eyeballs are. And just think about what YouTube, with commercials, is basically TV for us when we were that totally. same age. Uh, yep, exactly. We've gone in full circle. They're already back to basically portable TV, yep. and now we have commercials on portable TV. And it's the what they want to pay attention to. But I don't think that they're going to be as influenced by all the other things. We've already seen. Um, A few weeks ago, they showed that uh, Facebook is falling through the floor. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: For young users, it's been that way for a long time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, their stock is dropping, their user base is dropping. I think we're seeing the end of that wave of overcommunication. And for their generation, I think it's going to be much more experience-driven. What I'm saying is it's a blowback from too much, starts to get very focused again. And I think we're going to see that in their generation.
2: Do you guys know the best way to communicate with the older generation, 70s and 80s?
1: Loudly
0: A hearing aid
2: Advertise on Fox
0: News (laughs) (laughs) Yeah that's true TV
2: TV Yep
0: Local news Yeah
2: TV for sure (laughs) Local news for (laughs) sure Oh my god Why are they still getting their news that way Uh, Anywho
0: All right. So So I
2: I tallied up the scores In Gen X won Three to two
0: No way. Yeah, look at the scorecard. That's your own. No way. Nobody won.
2: Well, that's the person who lost.
0: I think we are annoyed with the way you communicate. You're annoyed with the way we communicate.
2: And only one of us could be right. No,
0: we're right. Signing off. Millennials are (laughs) correct. But I think we've learned from all of this that we must email Brent if we need to get a hold of him in a hurry. Yes. We must never call Tom. We should always (laughs) text him. Or
1: you'll be part of the fresh hell. Or don't, don't. (laughs) Don't cross channels with Tom. Don't yeah. text him to call him to say to email me.
0: And for me, you better put some emojis and exclamation points <laughs> in there, can, otherwise I'll be. Can very I just say upset. this
1: because this is so topical? We're sitting here in this conversation, and my phone is ringing from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Somebody that I don't know. Would, I, would you answer this right Sounds now? We'll no, Should I answer not. it right now? Yeah. They, may have, a, they yeah. may have a special offer. Yeah, put it on speaker. Hello. Hello. Hello? calling to let you know that we have
2: been granted a limited health enrollment period for Sweet. a few weeks. So <laughs> you one. and your family can get a great insurance plan at
1: the price you can afford. Ooh, what? what are you we're talking like? Because it's not real. <laughs> it's not a real person. What? Edna. She said her name United was Sally. And many more. Press one.
0: To get a free press one. Or press two Oh, oh press two
1: you don't if you put do not call and you say that that was a verified phone number i'll get more phone calls
0: <laughs> and with that we are signing <laughs> off guys poop emoji see you next time
2: join us next time for more generational jousting and visit alchemygp.com gfc for a chance to fight for your generation